Fuse 984, myself and Maura. That's exactly how you get a Thursday going. Pumped up tunes. You can let me know what you're going to listen to. I'll make it happen just for you on 0701984984 and the Fuse 984. I did tell you we are taking a trip today. We are traveling to Barbados. I am joined in studio with His Excellency William Alexander MacDonald, who is Barbados High Commissioner to the Republic of Kenya since September 2021. Now, he's also the permanent representative to the United Nations in Nairobi. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I was saying you are the rock star of commissioners. I, I, you're saying I say that to everybody, but I really don't because everybody has so many nice things to say about you. So it got me thinking about a rock star from your country. Of mm. course, let's start off with Rihanna. I Here do have go. to know. I do have to know. Uh, back in 2021, the multi-Grammy award winner Rihanna was declared a national hero and called the right excellent. Uh, now I know Gen Zs and millennials want to know what exactly is a right excellent and how did a pop star get such a high title? Well, firstly, she went to Combermere School, so that in itself, uh, <laughs> <that's a laughs> every, every, every Bajan listening right now will be groaning. <laughs> so, so, Rihanna, um, we, we have a, a national um, honors list, which every year, just like in Ken- Kenya, um, people who have done well and ex- exhibited the traits that the country thinks are, are admirable are given honors. But Rihanna was elevated to the status of a national hero. And that's because it's a very Barbadian thing, which says that we try to give people who have earned their praise when they're still alive. And um, it kind of encapsulates the idea that a young woman, not yet 40, could be an example to other young, you know, persons, young women, especially females, to say, you can come from a small village on the side of the road and elevate in your lifetime to the status of a national hero. Now, why why Rihanna? Because Rihanna has those Barbadian traits that we think are wonderful. Um, When you hear Rihanna, she doesn't sound like if she's coming from the U.S. You can definitely know that she is a Caribbean person. And she is her own person. She's created her own style, her own way. She's not compromised. She has her Caribbean beats. When you listen to her music, you definitely know it's an influence. That's no, she is now actually influencing how others how others sound, and that is a a, a trait that we in Barbados find um, wonderful. And she comes home. She invests in, in her island. She gives charity to her island. She promotes her island. Every time you see her, she talks about where she's from. She doesn't hide it. Um, so for 300,000 of us, we think that that is what we would consider to be a national hero. And before I started, I want to thank you for asking us on. We are delighted to be here. Um, and we're, in, we're just downstairs of our office, so... It was easy for us to come, but thank you for a- asking us. Thank you so much for joining us as well. I do want to know, because during that ceremony, something major happened. Uh, you decided, Barbados decided to say goodbye to Queen Elizabeth II and become an independent state, a republic. Um, republic. How has that changed Barbados, and do you still stand by the move, the big move? So in 1966, we'd, we were an independent nation. Now, remember that our our, our independence is not was not one that was, it was um, casually thought about in 1966. From 1627, we were a colony of Great Britain, one of the longest colonies that Britain ever had on a con- continuous basis. 
and so much so that Barbados was called Little Britain. So it's, I mean, all of we look, our road structures, our infrastructure, our governance structures are all very British. Our parliament is the third oldest in the um, world, um, third oldest um, uh, West West Westminster style parliament in, in in the world. We have one of the oldest synagogues in the in the in the Western world. We have some of the oldest church. All 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 all. And this is the legacy of our colonial past. But it also meant that the breaking the bonds of that colonial um, past was a, was a challenge in 1966, and it really divided us, um, so much so that our national flag actually has a symbol of that division, which is the broken tri- trident, the trident in the middle. So you know the flag is ultra ultramarine, golden, ultramarine, and a black trident in the middle. That trident sets, um, shows the break from the British tri- Trident, which is the, you know, the Br- Britannia's tri- Trident. So we have that symbol with us all the, all, all the time. 50-something years later, 57, 56 years later, 55 years later, it was thought that we had developed ourselves to the point where we could not conceive of a place where a Barbadian would not be the head of state. For those 50 or for those 400 plus years, the British monarch, kings and queens, and for 70 years, Queen Elizabeth was the head of our state. She was the acme, the pinnacle of who we looked up to. And in the same way that we say that Rihanna is a national hero, so we want young people to look up to her, we figured it was time that Barbadians looked up to a Barbadian national as the head of state. So Dame Prunella Sandra Mason was ele- ele- elevated to the position of president, um, which Kenya had started off from the very start. It said, you know, I think maybe a year or two later or many months later, Mze Jomo Kenyatta became president of Kenya and the head of state of Kenya. Um, it took us a little time, I think, because um, shaking off 400 years of tra- tradition is not easy. Even at that point when most of us said, yes, it's a good idea, there were still a few voices that said, we're not so sure. Mm, Are you sure you really want to? And a lot of that was, how would the British feel about it? I don't think the British cared. They they were very happy. Um, Prince Prince Charles, as he was then, came. He handed over the instruments of state um, very charmingly, um, and and he, he indicated that, you know, we've left the monarchy in that sense, but we're still a member of the Commonwealth. So the same way that we still want to be um, part of that body that recognizes our shared past. So I think um, two years on, uh, I I think that people who were against it would have thought that the island would have collapsed, the British would have sent warships, um, the Chinese would have in, would have invaded. Uh, there was a member of parliament in Britain that said the Chinese had bought us out. But what has happened in the event, in that event, was that COVID had happened. The world moved on. Our prime minister has bestrode the national, the, the international stage. Barbados has re- recovered from the pa- pandemic and 10 years of economic underperformance. And the world has moved on. The British tourists are still coming and enjoying themselves. The Americans, the Canadians, and hopefully the, the um, Kenyans soon will be coming. So we're, we, I, d- I think it was a wise move. I think that as a country, it's about time that you say, 
let us see the acme, the pinnacle of who you are, should reflect, be reflected in our own faces. Right. I mean, just a bit, we're going to be talking about tourism and how you can get to Barbados so much easier. By the way, if you did not know, you don't even need a visa uh, to go to Barbados, one from Kenya. You can also send in your questions on the Fuse 984. There's so much to get into. Oh, and you guys actually gave us the entire playlist. So We gave you a playlist, not an entire playlist, because there's so much music <laughs> that we create. So we've given you one that kind of gives you a sense as to the rhythms that will move you when you when you... Come down. All right, let's get into it. It is the Fuse 984, a little bit different of a playlist because you know what? I am not fully in control. You are, though. You can let me know what you want to listen to on Facebook, Instagram, and X. <clears throat> I am joined in the studio with my new friend because he knows Rihanna, so I'm getting closer and closer to meeting Rihanna. It is, of course, His Excellency William Alexander McDonnell, who is the Barbados High Commissioner to the Republic of Kenya since September 2021, and he's also the permanent rep- represented representative of the United Nations office here in Nairobi. I wanted to know what similarities do you see between Kenya and Barbados? Well, there's so, so many. Um, the first one is that we look alike. We'd, we'd get lost. We, we, we wouldn't know. If you didn't say anything, you wouldn't know who were the Barbadians and who were the Kenyans. Because you kind of look like my first niece, my first cousin's niece, da- daughter, and you and everybody looks, well, we all spoke about this one here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so that's the first thing is that we look alike. Um, and that's kind of the uh, one of the big things is how do you how comf- comfortable do you feel that you can merge into a society is do I feel as if I'm a wel- welcomed here? And the other part is, is that Kenyans are very well welcoming. And so are we. So that it's almost like a society of people who want to welcome each other kind of awkward because we're trying both trying to be more welcoming than the other (laughs) so that's the things that are similar um similarity too is that we're kind of like an orderly people we like our order barbadians um despite what most people or even our older people are saying now barbadians do like structure and order and i sense that kenyans like that same same thing too they they like to know where they stand and what the things to to do are what are the orders of, of the day um we, I think, I think we're united in our love of chi- chicken. <laughs> I think when the chickens take over the world, <laughs> Kenyans and Bajans will have a lot to answer for by our new over, over, overlords. <laughs> we would eat chicken morning, noon, and night. We, we say that the only thing we don't eat of the chicken is the cluck. If <laughs> <laughs> everything else we eat, the beak and the cluck we won't eat. <laughs> um, but we eat everything else. We eat from the feet right to the head. Um, and I think Kenyans are, are very much the same. Um, we have similar types of food, and our love for food is the same. Different types, but we still kind of like food is a big thing. Music, um, music and dance are things that are uniting to us. So when we see Kenyans moving and we hear their music, we kind of understand why it is that pe- people are so passionate about it because we are too. Um, is, first of all, I love that you mentioned food because that was going to be in my next question. Now, is kuhu and fried flying fish mm-hmm. with spiced gravy as good as it sounds? Because No, I, it's even better. Oh. You can't gosh. say it enough because if a Bajan was saying it, yes. say, I want some kuhu <laughs> like with melon mel- cream and they're gonna mo- the milk going to move around a little bit and they're going to imagine the o- okra slush m- rolling with that. And the one that they're going to think of is not the one that the shop makes, it's the one that their granny makes. Right. That one is a good one. And the flying fish, fried up. 
with some onions and some great gravy. Pour on top. You put a little hole in the middle, and you put your gravy in the middle, and you flying fish around. You eat that. That is a Bajan meal. But Bajans don't talk about food like if it's well, the phone and the and the tree. Uh-oh, we get very expressive about our food because our food means a lot. How how who makes it? Just not anybody could make it, and who who does what? And we we can steam the, the fish, or you can fry it. Either one is acceptable. Right. When we're traveling to Barbados, what other hidden gems do you have? Some secrets that we can enjoy as soon as we land. The first hidden gem is the actual the, the Bajan themselves. Um, you won't find a more welcoming person. And I think as an African, it doubles the ante because Barbadians are so fascinated with the thought of an African visiting. African from any, anywhere. And you can tell that we're fascinated by it because the amount of Jomos that are in the island, every second person is a Jomo <laughs> or a Kwame or a Nelson. We love our African throw, throwbacks. So we, we love to see Africans doing well, and we name our children after, after them. Um, so there is this invisible link. So when you say I'm from Kenya, oh, Lord, welcome, come home by, by me. You may not come back because somebody may, <laughs> may offer a hand of marriage or some, something to you, or you may find somebody you like, um, <laughs> and there you go. So that's the first gem is that you're going to be welcomed. Right. The second gem is that the island is accessible. Right. Um, in Kenya, you say, well, I'm going to go to Kisumu. And the Kenyan say, okay, that's great. A Beijing will not understand that you have to drive six m- hours to get any anywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because 45 minutes is enough. So the island is very accessible. And then the, um, so the accessibility of the island is, is one thing. The other thing that's going to be impressive to you are, are beaches. You will never see beaches like like that. So you can be a half mile out in the water if you can swim well, and you can see the bottom. It's so clear. It's so beautiful. The water is warm. I've been in the water here, and the water is kind of chilly, but the water in Barbados is warm. And the beaches are accessible to everyone. Every beach is accessible to everyone. There are no private beaches in Barbados. so that beach life is, is beautiful. The f- and the other thing, too, is that you would not have had to have a visa to come. Mm-hmm. So that's a gem. You don't have to. As many other places, like they seem to not want anybody to come. We want you to come. No visa needed. Just turn up. We're happy to ha- have you. Um, you're going to enjoy the food. That's a gem. We have really, really good rest- re- restaurants that are Z- Zagat rated and Michelin rated. Um, I think there are probably about a thousand rest, re, 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 restaurants. You're going to enjoy the architecture, the gems of our architecture. You're going to enjoy a rum shop. <laughs> you would never have seen anything like it. A little shop at the side of the road where you go and get your rum or a drink, a beer, and you sit sit down there and watch the traffic pass, and you're going to have Bajans coming up to you and talking to you, and, you know... It's not like they don't want to talk. They're going to probably talk to you too much. <laughs> you know, you're going to be like, I just want to be my best self. No, they're going to want to. So how is Kenya? You got lions in your yard? You know, they're <laughs> going to ask you about the lions that you have to fight fight off every day. Um, they're going to ask you about, because, you know, we, we think we know about Africa and we have our preconceived notions. 
and they're going to want to know about the hi hippos in your back backyard and the crocodiles that you have to cross the river to get to and you're going to tell them and they're going to love it because Bajans are natural sponges they love information they love to say well I know a Kenyan who told me it's not true that this is not so and you're going to laugh a lot because Bajans have a wonderful sense of humor and that sense of humor tends to be laughing at themselves a lot as well so we have lots of jokes about ourselves um, so that's what you're going to do you're going to have a warm welcome and that, by the way, is the reason why tourism is such a big great thing for us, because it is a gem. Right. This is, it just sounds like such a dream as well. It feels like going home, like to a second home um, as well. But I want to take it back to the beaches because you do have some amazing wildlife as well. So like the leatherback turtle um, and the hasselbill turtle as well, which are endangered species. Um, and then, of course, they nest on the beaches in Barbados um, during February, July, April, November. And of course, you have 80 stunning sandy beaches as well, to name a few, right? But they must be protected. Mm -hmm. Let's be very honest. Um, and I wanted to know from you about everything when it comes to climate change, uh, which is rapidly changing the world that we live in. How, uh, what, what impact has this had on Barbados beaches and what has been put in place to protect these sandy beaches and like the turtles? Yeah, well? yeah. So, so when we talk of climate change, we, it, it is the one dark cloud that, that affects us all. And I think it, it takes the, our talk to a very serious issue. Um, islands like ours, small island states, are what we can consider like the canaries in the coal, coal mine. We are the first place that climate change affects. But the, the worst part about it is we're not the agencies that are causing it. But when you have an island that is, 17, that is 14 miles long and 7 miles wide, and a tsunami will go 21 miles in, in, inland in, in um, Japan. You understand our whole island is gone. Um, when you have tropical storms, when I was a kid growing up, um, if you had a Category 3 hur hur hurricane, it was terrible. Now we have Category 5 hur hurricanes. And uh, if you look at the map at, at a hur hurricane when it's happening, it's 400 miles across and 300 miles wide. Our islands are 21 by 7. So that's all of the island is being consumed in winds that are 200 miles an hour for four hours. You can't imagine um, the terror that you would feel. So climate change is a very important thing for us. It's not just a matter of tourism and beaches and tur turtles. It's a matter of our very su survival as a nation. So when we talk about climate change, we don't talk about it through the narrow lens of a few things. It's everything to us. Um, our prime minister, as you may or may not know, has been at literally the forefront in, in the world of talking about this because she has for the first time brought the idea of equity and just justice. Is it just that a whole nation must be wiped out because the rest of the world doesn't care? And she's talking about climate finance. How do we pay to get our islands safe? How do we build back, but more than building back, but how do we become resilient? How do we stop these storms from affecting us in the worst way? You can't imagine that um, a hos hos hospital, we have one. If that's dis destroyed, that's the one that we have. You know, and we have to build it back. And if every three years we have to build it back, we can't develop as a nation. So those are the serious things that are affecting us looking forward. Um, how do we talk about this global restructuring of financing? She, our Prime Minister, the Honourable Mia Amor Motley, has been at the global fore forefront of 
challenging the world, the more powerful nations, to say, it's time that you pay up for what you have done. And just giving us carbon credits and so on is not enough. You have to make us resilient because what happens when our island goes, where are we going? And we're going to the very places that want to build walls and to keep fences and to do all those things and keep people out. We have to go there because you've created the issue. So this is a very complex issue. And this is part of why our mission is here to advocate for small island states. I think we are the only small island state that is in Kenya at the United Nations um, in, 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 in environmental program, talking and pushing the agenda, making sure that the least of us are considered. Um, Kenya talks about things being small, of, oh, it's only a place of two, two million or 10 million. That's small. For us, that's 10 times our, our number. So we do feel we have a right and we have a, a space to advocate for our issues. Right. And just a bit, we're going to be delving more deeper into this conversation. If you do have any questions, by the way, you can send them my way on the Fuse 984. It's the Fuse 984, myself and Maura. <coughs> Excuse me. And I am joined in studio with His Excellency William Alexander MacDonald, who is Barbados High Commissioner to the Republic of Kenya. And of course, he is also the permanent representative to the United Nations office in Nairobi. Now, I wanted to know from you, what has been your favorite part since being stationed here in 2021? What has been your favorite part of living in Kenya and being part of the Kenyan culture? I think that's it, being part of the Kenyan cu cu culture. That's been a wonderful trip. Meeting Kenyans. I mean, I think as, um, you know, you kind of get insulated in a diplomatic bubble that you can you meet. But, but Kenyans are so wonderful that when you meet them and you go home and they come to your home and you realize that everything that you're talking about at home, my home, is the same things that they're talking about. Um, their concerns are the same as ours. Um, and I think that's, that's been wonderful in that it really affirms that we're all the same. Mm -hmm. People are the same wherever you go. Um, and um, Kenyans have been, I think, very warm and welcoming, more so than we would have normally experienced somewhere else, um, because a door is always o open in a home. As quickly as you can meet a person, they're always inviting you to come home, and that's a very Caribbean way of doing things as well. You know, we like you to come home and eat our food and drink our drink and put up your feet and laugh. Um, so that's been the reassuring thing. So the blanket that Kenya has thrown over us is that you are as friendly as we are and you understand us as much as you are. And then maybe that's a bit of the colonial legacy too. We kind of have the institutional structures that allow us to do certain things. We understand how the laws work. We understand how the country works. Um, there are nuances, there are differences, but the differences are so small that um, it can be put down to things like the, in the interpre interpretation of, of what, you, what, you, what you meant. And once you understand what a Kenyan means, you're, you're good to go. And what about the future relations between Barbados and Kenya? Um, where do you see it going, especially when it comes to tourism, maybe housing, infrastructure? Uh, where do you see it going for both of us? So the, the countries are very different and their needs are very different. Um, so we think that we have a mastery of tourism. And so we'd like Kenyans to come and, s and experience that, to consume our version of what tourism is. Um, earlier this, this year, we were doing a training pro program with some Kenyan students on tourism pra practice because we think we have a lot that we can add. So the relationship can be built on moving away from a taking relationship to more of a sharing relationship because what we have found in the past, our north-south relationships are always taking. Mm -hmm. Somebody's taking from us or we're paying somebody for something and there's never respect for what we know. 
And um, what we have found with our Kenyan partners, the memoranda that we've signed, the relationships we've formed, it's always a willingness to, to share. We want to share our experience. We want to share neither, right is, neither is right, neither is wrong, but maybe we can take elements that we like from each other and strengthen our own, our own bases. Um, so that's the basis of our relationship. Um, we do think tourism is a big thing for us. We'd love to see Kenyans come down. Um, we see the wealthy of the world. We see everybody of the world. And we want to see some more Afri African faces um, consuming the, the products we have. Um, the tourism product, we, we consider our beaches is, is a product. Our, our historical sites are our products. Our history is a product, our food. Um, so we want to see, see that. And I'd love to see more Bajans come here to, to Kenya to come on so, so safari to disabuse themselves of the myths that they have. We've seen a lot since we've been here. A lot of um, business people come to look at how they could work with, with Kenyans. Um, we'd love to see some Kenyan tea on our shelves, some Kenyan coffee on our shelves, um, because we do think those are the finest teas and coffees in the world. Um, and we'd like them to be able to make that transatlantic um, version and voyage. Uh, so we're hoping, and we've sup supplied them to local consumers, and they love it. We just have to have the brave steps now to find a way to get it there at a good good price. We want Kenyans to also take care of our, to take a look at our financial services. Um, we are well known as one of the, the global leaders in financial services. Um, Kenya with its, with its um, tech technology, young pe 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 people, our population is declining. Kenya is growing. Kind of like a fit. <laughs> um, and as I said, you look like us, so you can kind of fit in easily. Um, but we see our positives in our relationship going, going forward. We see um, sports and culture, arts, um, people enjoying consuming those, those things. I'd love to see Bajans. I mean, we had one of our biggest um, stars, DJ Puffy, was here playing in, in Kenya, and he, he tore up Kenya. So... And he, for us, is kind of an example of what we can do. We'd love Kenyans to come and see our crop over, our carnival, our version of car carnival, um, historically ro rooted in the end of the sugar, sugar crop. Um, so we'd love for you to come and consume that. We see people from all over the world, not enough Afri Africans coming and seeing what their, what their children have done because, you know, we are the children of Africa. Um, so we'd like, we'd like our Africans to come and see what their children have done. Is it easy for Africans to get to Barbados? Because I know we don't need a visa, which is one, one part of the journey. Um, but is it actually easy? Because maybe that's why the numbers are quite low. It was a lot easier than it was 300, 300 years, years ago. 300 years ago, we were on a ship yeah, in the true. holds of ships and in chains. So it's a lot easier considering. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, there are, I think, a thousand billion ways to get there, but they involve a lot of time. So you have to travel eight hours to get somewhere and then eight hours to get to us. So it's roughly about 16 to 20 hours of, a, of, of um, tra travel. The way I see it is if you want to go to London, um, you want to go to us through London, the U U UK, maybe spend a week in London afterwards or go and visit an aunt there and come down to Bar Bar Barbados or do what everybody else and they're in does. They're in such a rush to get there that they'll just take the next connecting flight. So it's two eight-hour trips. It's a safari. Go to Kisumu and come back, and you're in Barbados. If you drive to Kisumu and come back, you're in Barbados. Go to Mombasa and come back, you're in Barbados. So it's not that long, but you just have to be committed to it. As we said, there is no visa that you need. 
you will need a transit visa, which is inevitably easy to get or relatively easy to get. Um, through, through the United States or London, you need a transit visa. But once you land, there are no questions about, do you have a visa? The only question we're going to want to know is, do you plan to stay longer than the week that you're here? Mm. Because it's likely that you'll realize that a week is not, e not enough right. to, to, con to take in all that we have. And last but not least, <coughs> as soon as you land, what would you say the top five things you cannot do, like you cannot miss out on before leaving Barbados? What would you top Well, five? it depends on the time of year that you get, get there and the day. If you land on a Friday, go to Oystens. Oystens is a little fishing village that has a wonderful fish, fish fry. And for people here, that fish that you're going to eat in Oystens was caught two hours ago. So it's you'll never taste fish as fresh as that. And it's not going to be grilled. It's going to be fried. It's going to be grilled. It's going to be served with all kinds of other things. It's going to blow your mind. Um, You've got to taste a little rum. You have to. It's the country that in, in invented rum. We, we are the first people in the whole world that decided that we squeeze some cane juice, make molasses, and make rum. So you have to taste our rums. They're the best in the world. And you can't say that. Go and see Rihanna's house, where Rihanna grew up. Um, there's no other place in the world that you're going to see where Rihanna's house is because that's the only place that it is. So go and see that. Um, go to a party. Go to a Barbadian, what we call a fet or a lime, and see how our people move and hear the rhythms. Have a little pudding and sauce. Sauce is a pork product, so if you're a Muslim, sorry about that. But um, you can have chicken sauce, which is a, a, a pickled meat. And you're going to have some rum with that. And you're going to hear some music. And you're going to lose yourself in the culture. So those are the things that I would say. And then when you wake up in the morning, after having a little bit too much to eat and a little bit too much to drink, you're going to go to the beach. And you're probably going to walk out straight into the water. And you're going to feel what um, the Caribbean Sea does for you which is wonderful things. That sounds like my perfect holiday. If you definitely want that perfect holiday as well, make sure that you do follow them on social media. Can you please give us your social media so people can get in contact and see all that Barbados has to offer? I am an old man. But I have a young man who <laughs> can tell us. I know you didn't want to talk. There's someone behind the scenes. But, um, but I think it's Barbados in Kenya, right? Barbados in Kenya, everywhere. Okay, Barbados and Kenya everywhere as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, that's us. what it is. It's Barbados and Kenya everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>